First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast. My co-host Jordan usually gives some crappy line about you are us and we are you, but you know what? We're just a couple of cool guys drinking a couple of cool beers, ready to talk about some cool stuff. Jordan, man, how you doing over there? I'm doing cool, bro. I'm doing cool. I like it. I like it. Yeah. What, uh, yeah. We're, uh, we're switching roles. Typically, as the talent, I just kind of sit back and, and do my thing over here, but... Uh, we had some technical difficulties, so I'm I'm running the whole show. I'm producing. I'm being the talent, being the entertainment. This is uh, this is really this is like you're you're like you're taking some like PTO tonight. I like this. Yeah, I just get to sit back and snipe like you usually do, and just say like you suck and, and things like that, and just kind of like while you're trying to make the whole show run and just kind of cause chaos. So I love it, man. Hey, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's some 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 men just like to watch the world burn, you know. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna do my Drew impression here and uh, give you what's on tap tonight. Um. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, cool. I just don't care about things. I'm just a cool guy. You know. I'm Drew. So. Uh, you know. Beer one. Um. Canelo recap. Uh. You know. I drew got the fight totally wrong for the second weekend in a row. And um. You know. I'm kind of making a habit of that. And um. Uh. Jo is gonna talk about the the one on wheels. Uh, we're going to revisit our parlay, and then we're going to do something cool here. Uh, uh, we're going to talk uh, about this segment we're going to call the NBA Time Machine. Um, and then we got something special coming up for Beer 2. Little, a little, little surprise. We'll, we'll unwrap that gift when we get there. How'd I do? I like it. I like it. Do I sound like, do I sound like that? <laughs> I don't know. It was fun, though. Was, All right. That was cool. I mean, I know, I know, I sound, I know, I sound sexy, but I didn't know I sounded that sexy. <laughs> I like it. All right, let's assume positions for the two Bruce salute. Three, right. two, one. Oh, all right. You go first, my friend, since I I was been so rude the past couple times. Uh, I got myself a Lagunita Stereohopic IPA, a little short neck bottle. Ooh. Um, this first volume shows what happens when New Zealand's citrus mango specialty, and it cuts off. So, not really <laughs> sure. I'm not really sure where that label was going there, but uh, it's got New Zealand on it. I like Peter Jackson and the Hobbit, so that's cool. I like. I really like this beer, though. This Sweet. Is, I think this is. I think this is definitely a newer one that's come down to the Jersey area. I don't know how new it is to the Lagunitas. Um, to the Lagunitas roster, but it is, uh, it is, I highly recommend it. Cool. Cool. I, um, I, I'm still working through this Belgian sampler. I've been saving them for the pod and I got this golden drock G U L D E and D R A A K. And I'm guessing it's like a golden dragon based on this picture. It's an Imperial stout, deep, dark Brown, rich and robust ale, 12%. So for that, for that mystery, uh, mystery topic, in beer too, I'm gonna be. Who I'm gonna be feeling it. So, um, okay. Let's do. Wait, let me take a sip. Imperial stout. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of thin and boozy for an imperial stout. 
huh, I guess that's mm. the Belgian aspect of it, but... Well, um, I like them thin and boozy, so... Yeah, yeah, Coolio, Coolio. All right, well, um, Canelo recap, that that happened. Um, hope you didn't blink. Um, it was... <laughs> <laughs> you you uh you know you you may have fell asleep during the the ring walk which took about oh, 10, to, 10 to 12 minutes uh there canelo put on a mini concert um who was that guy Bl- uh blavin something i don't even i don't even remember who cares yeah <laughs> yeah i don't i think it's like a mexican star but something that's out of our purview and uh yeah, they they put on a whole big show. Pyrotechnics, twenty thousand large at at, at the uh, whatever that Miami football stadium is. Was it and, FedEx FedEx uh, Stadium? Is that what it's called? Sure. And um, in Miami. Yeah. So um, I mean, not a lot of recap here. Canelo won in three rounds. Um, he knocked. He just totally dominated the guy. It was an embarrassing Yil- Yil- display. Yildrum landed eleven punches total. I don't even know how many he threw. I think he only threw 40 through three rounds. Yeah. I mean, even that is just kind of like, I don't know where they got 40. Um, he Canelo knocked him down in the third, and Yildrum just stayed on his stool in between rounds. Um, and so for the third round. Third round. I don't, does that count as a knockout or a TKO? I don't even know. I think it's a TKO. Either way, uh, your your boy, I, I'm I'm gonna say our boy now, Alex in in Harrisburg. You said he had he had a fourth round KO. Yeah, yeah, he had four <laughs> round four to six. Yeah, <laughs> and it stops on the stool at round three, man. Uh, Dude, three or less, I called it. He, you knew he wanted to make quick work, get get out of there so he could get into well, his next it was, camp. Uh, it was it was interesting because, you know, everyone was praising Yildrum's trainer. I forget his name. Um, but saying just how good he was, and to the point where Yildrum wasn't even going to take the fight if if he wasn't going to be able to use him, um, because he was busy training somebody else at the time. But you know, the whole point was for him instead of coming out and being ultra aggressive like he has for his career, is kind of coming out, being patient, um, and then picking his spots of when to kind of have a you know high volume attack on Canelo. And like, all right, so the first round comes, like he doesn't really throw any punches. You're like, all right, oh, he's, he's he's laying the game plan. He's not he's not forcing it. He's not exposing himself. And then like two minutes through round two, like he still isn't doing anything. It's kind of like, all right, like Canelo sitting here, li- like li- hitting you with clean, clean body, body shots. shots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like they were clean. I mean, you know, I won't reference the one fight we talk about all the time where a guy was you know a little slow the first few rounds, but the other guy was just kind of you know grazing him and not really doing any damage with with shots i mean canelo was just vicious it was like he was a punching bag just viciously landing blows yeah. um yeah and then in the the third round like he picked or he started to kind of pick it up a little bit and then canelo dropped him and that was that was all she wrote and you, you see him in the corner and the trainer's like you got to show me something this round or i gotta stop it i gotta i gotta th- you know i gotta i gotta i gotta take care of you this and this and the guy wasn't even responding. So he wasn't even looking I mean, at the trainer. He's like looking off into space, not even responding. Him, the trainer. Maybe, like, maybe, maybe yeah, he I'm was still. Out. Maybe, maybe he was still trying to wake up from the uh, the ring walk. I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah, they stopped it right there. I I was hoping. I was like, oh man, maybe he can. Uh, Maybe he can just kind of you know sleepwalk through a couple more rounds so we can get to round seven before it ends. But, yeah, you yeah, needed totally. to get. We needed to get to seven for the uh, for the parlay, but alas. Yeah, I. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I just I just thought we were going to see a little bit more uh, activity from Yildrum, especially because you know 
there was so much talk that the fight was a joke and he didn't even deserve it. You're like, ah, right, he's gonna try to come out a little bit to to prove himself. But man, that boy nope. for he he basically he basically got paid two and a half million dollars just to stand there and get punched by Canelo. So yeah, wild wild stuff. But the I think yeah, I mean, there's not much to talk about in the fight outside of Canelo just uh just absolutely just. Those the, the Jake Paul fans jump in the ring afterwards. I was just about to say, probably the most outside of the <laughs> ring walks, the most entertaining part was somehow, somehow these two Jake Paul guys with like they're so they're they're wearing all black. Uh, they got Jake Paul's face on the front of a shirt and some YouTube thing on the back of their shirt. I've literally never watched this guy on YouTube, so I'm not even sure if like he was a YouTube like weirdo and then started boxing or how that worked. Yeah, anyway. I think I think that's it. But somehow these two got in the ring, which is in- insane to me. You thought maybe they were the dancers. Uh, yeah, the, I thought it was the like walk. the from from the whole freaking like concert that they put on. I thought it was I'm like, no, nah, dude, those are the dancers. No, nah, like I said, <laughs> I was like, I don't think so, dude. They're wearing Jake Paul, like they're literally jumping up trying to show off their t-shirts. Um, and they got in the ring, and they're and like they're standing right next to Canelo's crew. So like all the tra- like all his like, trainers in, in the line, corner, like right behind yeah, Canelo like they, like, while he's giving I, an interview. Yeah. I couldn't believe, yeah, with Chris Maddox, like I couldn't believe like Canelo's guys didn't like get him get them the hell out of the ring. Like they were just there. And finally, like Canelo, after he's done talking, like turns around and sees him and says, like, says, get the F out of the ring in Spanish, which was great. I, yeah. I just, I couldn't believe it. I'm just like, what is it? How, how, how does that happen? Especially with COVID, you'd think that, you know, this <laughs> rate, the ring security would be even crazier. And these dudes just get in the ring like it's nothing. So that was probably the most entertaining aspect. But um, yeah. Anyway, that no, was I about it. Was, I was going to say, yeah, what oh, you want to, totally. you, you want to give the uh, horizon of, of, uh, there was a couple fights announced, right? You want you want to give that or yeah well so this now sets up this now sets up uh, the match it was already decided this was gonna happen so Canelo just had to get through the fight uh, Canelo is gonna now he's got his he's got two belts he's gonna go up against the WBO super middleweight champion Billy Joe Saunders uh, British British boxer he's 30, 30 and 0, 14 knockouts May eighth on the zone. Uh, you know it'll be interesting. I think uh, you know we'll give a full blown preview as we get closer. You know Saunders, Saunders is a really good technically sound boxer. His his biggest issue is he doesn't have a lot of output, which could be an issue because we I mean we just saw what happens when you don't have a lot of output against Canelo. You just become a punching bag. Um, he's got really good footwork, but he also in he also gets disinterested and doesn't look like he's into fights at times. So it might just be the level of competition that he's fighting, but. Uh, you know he's and the best part is he he is a shit talker though so at least at least the build up to this fight should be pretty interesting because he's just going to be talking a ton of trash trying to get under. Isn't that isn't that freaking wild though that like your job is to go in and punch people and get punched and you could be kind of disinterested in what's going on? <laughs> like dude, yeah, dude, <laughs> you're in a crazy. fight. You're in a fist fight. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Um, but yeah, so you know we'll we'll see what happens again, and then that just kind of leads then if Canelo. If, well, if whoever wins that fight's gonna have three belts, and then uh, there's just the the last belt that belongs to uh, Sweet Hands, Caleb Plant. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, Canelo's we'll gonna happens. get them all by the end of the year, I bet. Yeah, I I would be. He's not gonna. I mean, yeah, there's no. He's. I, I mean, I don't want to say that because we all know. Last time I said I didn't think a boxer could lose, Burchelt got put on his ass. But um, I can't see Canelo losing to Saunders. It, it might go. It might it go just, twelve. It just feels yeah. like he's so much better than everyone in this one sixty eight weight still, class. Like he needs to get. The, it's, like yeah, clean this it, up. It, he needs to just. I think that's why he wants to fight so much in twenty one. Just like clean this up. Get all those belts. Well, the peace problem, out. The problem, and go the, go yeah, the, go the, face somebody. 
the problem is some of the more interesting fighters at 168 aren't champions. So like Benedivis, Benavides, yeah, who's gonna fight March 13th? Like he missed weight and failed a drug test, so like he got stripped of the title. Right. So yeah, and that's an interesting fight, but it's like all right, well, you don't have a belt and you're undisciplined, so why is Canelo gonna waste his time with you? Yeah. Um, we we, then, we our, want him to fight. Our, okay, go. Ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go well, ahead. I was gonna say, and then and then our guy Berlanga's, you know, he's he's still green, so he's right. not ready for Canelo yet. Yeah, that's the that's. I mean that that is the fight. I mean, if he was Ryan Garcia and Bill Stone Manor, then then you know <laughs> they oh, could just was, jump yeah, to I'm, that. I'm, but I'm like, done with that kid. I can't wait till he gets dropped on his ass again. Oh, I, yeah, he's he's I I I do kind of like I want to like him because I feel like he's trying to like please everybody and it's just like dude you just gotta like do your own thing and not worry about like because he wants to like talk shit but he also wants to like be respectful and he's like wants to be religious but then he's just also disrespecting I don't know it's strange and then he's I just how I just fight... don't like him because like he acts because like, because he hasn't like. To me, he hasn't he has earned anything, and he acts like he's yeah, he's, like, he he's like an pay, awesome. Yeah he, yeah, he hasn't paid his dues in the sport, and he's like, oh, well, I can call my own shots. What's well, yeah? Like, he's like twenty one or twenty two. It's like, dude, just because you have a bunch of Instagram followers doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but whatever. Like, we don't need to talk about that loser. Um, I will say, it's, I, I couldn't believe how much shit like Canelo was catching a lot of heat for for the fight because you, you know Yildirim, you know, obviously was not in his league. But like, you know, we talked about, like he was, he was, he was designated as a mandatory for whatever reason. Like, you have to, you have to fight your mandatories, or you get stripped of your titles. And it's, you know, the Canelo's goal is to unify and become the undisputed champion at 168. It's never been done in the history of boxing. In the four belt era, there has never been an undisputed 168 champion. So that's his goal now. So for everyone that's like, well, belts don't matter. He should be fighting this guy and this guy. Like that's what he wants to do. So. You know he has to fight the mandatories in between the champions to be able to do that. So everybody yeah, who just cares? Needs to relax. Pe- people complain yeah. when they don't fight enough, and then they take a busy fight, yeah. and then they complain. Like you got to watch. Yeah. You got to watch. It's yeah, like you got to watch Canelo. Yeah. If Michael he, if he Michael up... Jordan scored fifty plus points on a crappy team, would you be like, oh, it was it was, you know, who was a crap? It was it was the Clippers back then. Like no, like MJ just dropped fifty. Like 50, it was an yeah, NBA was game. Awesome. Like what? Yeah. And in his last. <laughs> It is, of his last his last five fights, if you go through what's going to happen, are going to be Co- he moved up to one seventy. He moved up eighteen pounds or sixteen pounds to go fight Kovalev at um, at at light heavyweight. He then went back down to fight Callum Smith, right one sixty eight one sixty eight two belt champion. He he's going to end up fighting then Saunders and then Caleb Plant. So he's going to fight every champion at one sixty eight. And so he's got one, you know, kind of one fight that he has to fight that's a gimme fight. So you're going to get four out of five high-quality fights for Canelo. Like, what are you complaining about? And it's going to all happen. Like, he was he was off for two – he was off basically for a year and a half because of the pandemic, and he's going to fight four times in a year. Like, everyone just needs to relax. I, I couldn't, bl- I couldn't Here, believe – Here's another thing. Let's touch on this real quick. Let's touch on this real quick and move on. But, like, yeah. on social media, we've said how we would love to see him fight better Beav and yeah. at – at, at uh, what one seventy five, and um, you know people. Oh yeah, okay. Well, why didn't he just put on a bunch of weight and go fight Fury? Why didn't he do? It's like, dude, he already fought at one seventy five. Like, I know better be as the bigger guy, but that's the point. Like, you go fight, fight tough fights, and like Canelo's already fought at one seventy five. So. What are you talking yeah. about? It's the next weight class up. Like what? Yeah, it's not. It's not out of the realm for him to go do that. Um, 
But I mean, and yeah, and listen, Roy Jones Jr. was uh, he started all up and down the weight class. He started like... at one fifty four and became the heavyweight champion of the world. I mean, I know, I know he didn't beat one of the absolute top heavyweights for the heavyweight belt, but he's he still moved up like thirty pounds and fought a, a heavyweight champion. So, um, you know, it's not it's not crazy to see that. We'll see. You know, maybe yeah, that'll be. This, the way I mean, he you're talking about a generational point. fighter. Like, come on now. Like, that's not that crazy. Like, it, uh, like I mean, it, yeah. it, like, like a lot, like, you know, a lot of dominoes would have to fall into place for that to happen. I get that. Like, the likelihood is like probably ten percent or less, but still, like that, they're they're next to each other, like in weight class. Come on, I, like that's that's not that bad of a stretch. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter was crazy for for again for a fight that had really nothing to talk about. The the aftermath was pretty pretty uh yeah bountiful. pretty interesting. So, yeah. yeah, but anyway, so, you know, no really good fights this week. Um, next week we'll have, have a couple just, you know, again, Benedivis will be back. I know I'm butchering his name, but he'll be fighting. Yeah. Uh, we'll look at some stuff and then the end of the month. But it did just get signed. You know, the one fight we knew was going to happen, uh, it's now official. Uh, the undisputed 140 championship is going to be between Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez, both top-ranked fighters. That's going to take place May 22nd in Vegas. Uh, there's a good chance we'll be doing our first live live podcast together, watching that fight, which will be pretty uh, sweet, pretty pretty cool. I'll pump for that. I've been I've been waiting for that one for a while now, so I'm uh okay. I'm pretty I'm pretty pretty excited to have it. And then uh, there's now there's a rumor that Javante Davis is going to move up to 140 in his next fight to fight Mario Barrios in the summer, which everyone's probably like, who the hell is that? So exactly, yeah. it's. It's basically this guy is right. basically the equivalent of Cambosis yeah. for Tiafima. He's yeah. not an undefeated guy that's just like an interim champion. So I'm champing at the bit. Let's go. Let's we we, we that's seventeen and a half minutes. We gotta get to the time machine, so let's All do right, let's go. do the let's do the pit stop. Pit stop it up, bro. Let me know when you got when you got me on the timer and this is the one on wheels. Let pit me know when stop. you when, engage. Okay, last week was Atlanta Homestead, one and a half mile track. The story was that the tires kept getting chewed up and guys kept getting slower the deeper into the runs they got. William Byron, the number 24, young guy, big win for Hendrick Motorsports Chevy. Um, that's kind of like the Dallas Cowboys of the sport. Uh, they had three of the top ten. Uh, Kyle uh, Larson was, was number four, and Alex Bowman was number nine. Um, Tyler Reddick was like shot out of a rocket at the end, number eight. Um, and uh, if they had more laps, he would have won, but they didn't. This week, Las Vegas, one and a half mile again. They go five wide at this track. It's crazy. Harvick is the favorite at plus 600. Truex at plus 650. Uh, I like uh, Hamlin at nine to one. Larson at ten to one. And Reddick was so good last week. He's 50 to one. The number eight, the young guy. So a lot of potential winners. The sport is looking at a lot of young guys doing well. This season's kind of crazy to start, but. Uh, it's all over the place. Bam! That was a minute. Woo! It was actually yeah. There you go. It was actually a little less than a minute. I'm uh, yeah yeah. I'm pretty pretty impressed. Um, all right. The one with wheels. Yeah. Um, UFC. There's big UFC card. We're not going to talk about it much. For for my money, I'm not a huge UFC guy. Uh, Amanda Nunez 
and Israel Adesanya are really the only people I'd, I'd really pay to watch. Uh, there's maybe like a, I take it back, there's maybe a couple more. But they're both on this card this weekend. Uh, UFC 259 or something like that. Um, and it was like, um, I think it's like 70 bucks we looked at it. Yeah, if you have ESPN. If you, I don't know if that's how it works, but if you have ESPN Plus, you can get it for sixty nine ninety nine. I don't know if it's more if you don't have ESPN Plus, but that's just what came up. So, yeah. Um, anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. So sweet, super, super cool, man. Yeah. So parlay. We're gonna do the parlay and clear clear the deck for the NBA time machine. Um, so we missed it last week. My my thing hit again. The, the Jazz on Saturday night. Um, I'm going back to hockey Saturday night. I think it's at 8 o'clock. Um, the Colorado Avalanche are facing the Ducks. It's their second game in a row, second day in a row facing each other. So the, the number one goalies will f- will uh, play against each other on Friday night, and then Saturday night will most likely be the backup goalies. So I'm going, um, yeah, Saturday, 8 o'clock, Ducks versus Avalanche. And Ryan Miller is still in the league, 40 years old for the Anaheim Ducks. But that, that's where Whoa, I'm going. 40? Yeah. All right, I like it. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in blind. I don't know what the spread is, but I'm going to go with my boys, the Tar Heels of UNC, to whoop that Duke ass. Whatever the spread baby is. Baby Blues. Uh, baby Carolina Blues. Yep. All right. Uh, all right, man. Want to get rolling? So, you, yeah. Why don't so, you set the stage here. Yeah. It's so let me baby. explain what this is all about. So this is something that we we really wanted to talk about ever since we set up the podcast. Um, and it's born out of the discussion of Jordan versus LeBron. And the deep, deeper we dive into that conversation, we just say, you know, it's like you're starting to compare eras that aren't even comparable. Like, and so that kind of led us to the thought of well could guys back then play like in the 90s and 2000s play in today's NBA and vice versa now we're going to break this up into two weeks because there's so many guys we want to touch on um but today we're going to talk about if guys from the 90s and 2000s came forward to play in today's NBA so some of the ground rules are you know it's not the the their exact skills they had then and just insert them into the NBA today it's the way it's the style of play so it's like for example um you know the 90s and 2000s there was a lot of hand checking a lot more physical play like that's out of like you you got to take that off the table when you're talking about today today's NBA when the NBA today went to like a more spread run and gun and um, uh, three point based game, it was because one more shots equals more points. Two, the expected points were down low was like point seven something expected shots. If you get to the foul line, it was point nine, and if you shoot a three, the expected points per play was like somewhere between point nine and one point one. I forget exactly. So that's why mm-hmm. you see the game all spread out, people shooting a bunch of threes. Um, so basically we're trying to figure out like which guys could actually play in that style. And um, I think it's a lot easier taking guys from back then who had to deal with all the muck it up stuff and, and transpose them into today's game. So without further ado, I, I think 
uh, let's go position by position here, Drew. And I think the most to talk about is at the point guard position. Um, okay. so do you you want to yeah. go tit tit for tat, or or how do you how do you want to go? Uh, let's well, you, I think you I think you've compiled most of the list. So okay, you go your so list number now? one, my my number one guy that I have here um to debate is uh, Allen Iverson. Oh, that's right. Um. AI. You know, you put him in today's NBA, um, his comp, I feel like, it kind of feels like Steph Curry, right? Like, Now, now Curry's three-point percentage is clearly way higher, and this isn't meant to be a statistical, this is more theoretical debate, but I don't think AI ever shot threes at a clip, or or maybe even could shoot at a clip like Steph Curry. What, What do you, how do you think AI would fit in today's game? Um, I, first off, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't think that's even a legitimate comparison that you just made or, but I think that's more just, I just think AI was such a unique player. He's really, he really is. I know just gunning from deep. Well, I I just know that. And then, and then cutting to the hoop down the lane. I mean, what? Like the term one of one gets overused a lot, but like, I think AI just was just the way he played was a lot, a lot different. Just going, going to the hoop with reckless abandonment, being able to finish like, not really having a good jump shot, but somehow consistently being able to hit like 16, 17 foot pull-ups at a decent rate to, to be able to drop 30 and get in fouls. Um, you know, the volume would be there. I was trying to think like who, how he, how he would fare. He would probably like Trey Young, right? Trey Young just shoots a bunch of threes. Like I, I guess I'm, I'm it's, it's hard, with like, you. like, I don't think, I don't think Trey Young attacks the basket the way I, I, I do. No. Yeah, um, exactly. So it's maybe, like maybe Harden is more of a. That's that's a why I'm kind of saying yeah, like Harden, yeah, Harden. Um, except yeah, except AI actually like would go to the basket and get fouled and not like pull guys into him like a bitch. Um, yeah, he's hard, like yeah, Iverson just kind of hard. Like I think the volume would be there. I mean, we were talking the other day about what were we were talking about yesterday that you know there'd be more possessions for him, so he'd have more assists. I I think he'd just end up shooting 10, 15 more shots himself and shooting <laughs> forty five shots a game. What do you think he'd average? And like, what, and what do you think his shooting percentage would be? I th- I mean, I don't think his shooting percentage would change. I think he'd still be low, like low forties, mid forties from three. Because his his thing too, like, and we we as we were having some debates with uh, with some of our buddies throughout the week. You know, we were like, oh well, guys would work on this if it meant, if it was more critical. Emphasize to the game more, back then. yeah. But like AI didn't really practice. <laughs> AI wasn't known for practice. Yeah, he wouldn't practice so. it anyway. So, Bubba, his, so he, I mean, he I mean Bubba Chuck much. just kind of did his thing. You know what? I think he'd be a high a high usage player, very similar to Westbrook. Not their games at all, like because you know he Iverson gotcha. doesn't do what he does. I think he'd be a high usage player that you know wouldn't win many wouldn't win many playoff series. So yeah, um, I all think right. I think he was perfect for that for that little like subsect of. NBA era in the end of Jordan post Jordan era before we kind of hit the the 2009s. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, how about this guy, Mark Jackson? I don't think his game would translate at all. Uh, no, when when I think of Mark Jackson, I yeah, I just think of slow like back like start at the three-point line, back him down and just use his body and like that is not what the NBA does today. Yeah, like yeah, slow yeah, I he de- def- definitely not even close to being a uh, a three and D guy. I mean, he was a uh, he shot. What it, I mean, 
33% from three, but he probably only shot a couple of games. 44 from the field. Um, yeah, no. I, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't think he would translate much at all into the yeah. NBA. Yeah. All right, here's three guys that kind of probably all fit close to each other, but, you know, maybe some are a little bit better. But um, Kevin Johnson, John Stockton, and from our boy Adam Prim out in uh, Cleveland country, Mark Price. Uh, I, I think all those guys would translate pretty well. Um, KJ, I think, would just be – I think he would be – I think he would be, be kind of like John Wall. Um, Kevin Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin I kinda, Johnson. Yeah, you know, that's actually pretty good. I was thinking more like Russell Westbrook with the athleticism. But, yeah, you know what? John, he could shoot, John Wall. John, John Wall is very sneaky. Well, John Wall can't shoot, but – John Wall, John Wall is very sneaky, like athletic, like powerfully athletic. Before I mean, before he you know slipped on, he you know, didn't have his adhesive ducks in the shower and slipped and tore his Achilles. But um, yeah, I think I, th- I think Kevin Johnson would be really good in today's NBA. Yeah, I think Stockton basically would be like a Chris Paul kind of like clone. Yeah, I mean, people, it's it's funny people forget that John Stockton's the all time like steals leader in the nba like yeah. I, I know everyone in his era like worked part-time jobs at home depot and they weren't athletic and they were bad but i mean he played he played against some pretty athletic guards and was still again the all-time steals leader so he was no yeah he was no pushover uh yeah, yeah. I, I yeah stockton that's a yeah i i agree he would be very similar that that same kind of mentality of a, of a chris paul yeah and then mark price i don't even know where uh where to place him but i think he would do well um you know, not, not quite we, a for... not quite a clay but uh, you know there's there's guys out there well as you say it's interesting maybe maybe it's because he plays he played in that dump of a city but like i i can't, i don't even have like too many vivid memories of mark price no playing, no he, he was just consistent you. he no i i agree i don't really have he but he was just consistent like he was just steady yeah. so i don't like know. it's a, it's a, it's funny like when if you were to if you were to say if you were to say to me what's the first thing that comes to your mind when i say the cleveland cavaliers 1990 to 1995 i'd probably say uh brad doggerty no I, oh. i'd probably say elios am i saying his name right whoever whoever jordan hit the shot over oh elo <laughs> elo yeah sorry craig elo I'd probably just be yeah, Craig Elo, just because and just because Jordan hit you know one of the you know yeah. best playoff game winners of all time against yeah. Him, so all right, here's, price is kind of forgettable. Here's two guys I'm putting in the same vein, but but different players for sure. Um, Gary Payton and John Starks. What do you think of those guys? Uh, Payton's interesting. I was thinking of him too because he was such a dog defensively. Would he get away with that? In today's NBA, with no hand checking, I think he would. I think I brought no, this up. No, I, I don't. But you know well, what? Here's what I, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go, I was gonna say Drew Holiday, maybe, but like a better shooter. Well, I was gonna say because once you, c- certain guys, when they get a reputation, they get away with a little bit more. Like for yeah. example, Pat. Well, for example, Pat Beverly is nowhere near, obviously, the level of talent Gary. that Gary Payton was. Correct. But Pat yeah. Beverly is allowed to get away with a lot of that bullshit because that's okay. that's his reputation in the league that he's this like you know Jim Rat like you know balls right. to the wall Tough defender. Guy. So like to me like I think Pay- I think like if Pay- with Peyton's reputation I think he'd be allowed to get away not he obviously not to the extent that he was able to do it in the nineties but enough to where I still think he'd be one of the better defenders in the league and he was still a great playmaker too like that 
you know, that part of his game is always overlooked because he was such a great defender. He was the glove. Um, but man, I mean, him and him and Kemp are probably one of the more underappreciated. Underappreciated, like, yeah. Yeah, two man game. They had a great players only. Um, Kemp and Peyton special on NBA TV. If people can go back, if it's on demand to watch, it was awesome. Just kind of going back and remembering. Didn't those two Kemp guys. have like a bajillion kids to a bajillion women? He definitely was paying child support to like fourteen or fifteen people at one time. I think. Yeah. Um. So. But dude, Peyton was so athletic, and like he, he, the, yeah. he had the speed and the body to play in the Nays NBA for sure. Like I think he, he just had flourished. yeah, like he like he, yeah, he just had like high, he had high basketball IQ. Like yeah. I think I think I like I think he adapts very very easily to the game. Like again, yeah. he wouldn't be he wouldn't be able to be as aggressive, but I still think he'd get away with a lot. Yeah, Starks. I, I honestly I don't even know where to place him. I I don't know yeah. if he would do do well or not in today's game. Quite honestly, I don't think he was. I really I, I think he's an overrated. I think we think of him as a uh, like as he was a shooter when he was. He really wasn't. no. I think of him um, driving. I think of him driving and taking on contact and like like you would he was just not big enough to do that in today's NBA. Yeah, and just not athletic enough. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, didn't have a great, an overly great handle. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I don't think he would. He, I don't think he would be. I don't think he'd make it. And I also, I also, and this, I know this isn't part of what we're doing, but I think he was very mentally weak. And imagine him playing in like the social media era. He he would just crumble. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a factor, right? Like we bring it up about these yeah. guys, like. You know, he he was he was he was cracking. You know, having just a story in the uh, in the New York Times that you didn't even have to read. Imagine him having a Twitter a Twitter uh, account and watching every single Nick fan and media outlet just yeah. trashing him. Yeah, for good this call. Shot. So yeah, I think mentally he just wouldn't be able to survive either. Uh, all right, I I got one point guard and then just like a hodgepodge of guys. Jason Kidd, whose career spilled into this era. <sighs> I hit. Yeah. I, he he's a he's like what like third all time in three pointers or something like that, like he's, yeah. I I think he would flourish in today's NBA. Well he I, well it depends like, the Jason kid that started in like the '90s era couldn't shoot like he developed that. At he, once did. He, got he did he did he got better when he got, got into older. his mid when he got into his mid thirties because he had to, um on his Dallas years I. I still think he yeah I think he I wouldn't to me like I don't know I don't think he'd qualify for the. The conversation, he qualified for the think, con- okay. I think he played too many prime years in the 2000s that, uh, yeah, he wouldn't. I don't. I, I wouldn't put him in this, but okay. Yeah, I mean, he he was just a naturally gifted point guard and playmaker. Like I think that tra- I think I'm just that- saying you spread the whole floor out for Jason Kidd. Yeah. Like he's he's gonna break down the defense. Like like yeah, I poetry. I, I think I think if you're a pure point guard like a Chris Paul, like a John Stockton and Isaiah Thomas, I think you translate anywhere because. That's such a rare skill to have that we really don't. We just don't see it as much because a lot of guys, people, we, we think they're playmakers, but they're already playmakers off of like pick and rolls and things yeah. like that. Whereas these guys can just naturally make plays without. They like actually see the floor and like set it yeah, up correctly yeah, yeah. and break down the yeah. defense. Yeah, 100%. get guys in the right spots. So I think, yeah, yeah. So I think I think kids still translates today because of that. And again, like he event he did eventually become a pretty stable three-point shooter that you could count on not obviously the level of some of these guys but enough right. to where he's there so so it was there he just didn't need it earlier in his career yeah but there's plenty of mediocre shooters in today's nba that hit a good percentage like oh i don't know the guy that me you and my brother were texting about uh what one of the morrises or whatever is shooting like 45 percent Okay, yeah. come on. Does anybody think of the Morrises as like some kind of like great shooters but no. yet the one another, shooting 45 percent from three 
another thing about kid too. He he's he's we because of his playmaking. He he was a really good defender too. Yeah, I mean people, he, he people fit in great. That. Yeah. Um, I, all I right, agree. I'm I'm gonna throw a handful of names at you. Um, and you you let you know we can go back to them one by one here, but. White chocolate, Jason Williams. That that came from our buddy Goaf. Of course, the white chocolate did. That's that was his nickname in college. Um, <laughs> Penny Hardaway, the franchise Stevie Francis, Timmy Hardaway, Stefan Marbury from my brother, and then would you? I don't know if you'd qualify Mitch Richmond as a point guard or a two, but uh, we could save him for the twos Mitch. if you want. But Mitch Rich, is he one or two? I don't even know. I isn't he a three? I don't know. I I, I oh, didn't think okay. Excited. See, I kind of picture him like getting the first pass on the like in the and the ex, elbow extended and then breaking a defender down. So that's yeah. what I was thinking um, too. But anyway, how about? I mean, we could start with Jason Williams. You know, um, Rand, Randy Moss's teammate. What do, what do you think of that? He's kind of like a if 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 he shot like twenty more threes a game, he'd kind of be like Trey Young. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, exception an exceptional passer that like he just never really looked to score. Like he was always just trying to make crazy passes. Um, I mean, I don't think he'd be a very successful player in today's NBA because I no. don't think he. Yeah, I don't think he was very disciplined and had like the work ethic to do a lot of stuff you need to do today, like taking care of your body and all those things. Um, so no, I'd probably him. I'd probably say no go. Um, well, Penny but Hardaway. on that note, I will. I will say because uh, our buddy, uh, one of our another. Uh, Name that came from one of our fans. Uh, the other Jason Williams for the New Jersey Nets. Um, I'm not really sure how or why this name came to his mind, but he definitely would not translate. His numbers are terrible. How He's not even guy... good in his own era. Well, no, I guess he, I guess he, that's I guess that's part of the conversation. Well, I think he was thinking it. more. His his comment was more of in an era where there's no center, he would be a good small ball five. But oh. man, he shot 44 percent from the field and 12 and a half percent from three. And sixty percent. No, he had no jumper. Line. He was just kind of a bad. Yeah, no. So KL. No is he the one? No. Who's the guy that got murdered and like thrown over? Over. He's the boat? guy that shot. He he shot his limo driver. Jason Williams did. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. So or maybe allegedly. I don't know. I don't. I can't remember if he actually did it or was convicted. So yeah. we'll just. There was something with him and a limo driver. We'll How about Memphis's head coach Penny Hardaway? <laughs> um. Yeah, I think he'd be good. I think he'd be a tall, a tall, taller point guard, playmaking. Um, you know, what killed Penny Hardaway was just the injuries. You know, his knee just once once he got hurt his knee. You know, does he have signs. Does he have a comparable today? <sighs> like I, I wanted to say Livingston, but I mean that's a slap in the face to Penny. But oh, for sure, that's yeah. Um, I mean body. I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't even know. <sighs> He's like a six-nine write... point guard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I'd say Ben Simmons, but. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't um, think so. Put a pin in that one. I mean, it's actually probably not. Ter- it's actually probably not a terrible comparison outside of Simmons just. You know, playing... having a jump shot. Well, well, just yeah. I was gonna say, but when you think about big, you know, Simmons is bigger. He's almost seven foot. Um, great playmaker. Op- he's unstoppable in the open court. Could post you, uh, yeah. Outside of, outside of the jump shot, it's actually not awful. And it, uh, I mean, Penny wasn't. I mean, Simmons is one of the best defenders in the league. I mean, I don't, I, I don't remember how good 
Penny was as a defender, but yeah, no, I don't think that was necessarily. Yeah, I'm gonna write that down and think about that. But yeah, God, yeah, I think I do. Th- I do think his playmaking ability. It is he, a mismatch. He, yeah, I agree. That's why. Like, I think I think he would be one of those. You know, one of those matchup problems where you'd have trouble figuring that out. Maybe he'd be like Harden. Not that Harden's tall, but like he couldn't really score at that at the same clip that that Harden can. As much as I dislike Harden right now, Harden could just score score on you so many different ways. And so, plus I don't know if Penny could could grow out that that dad bod the way the way Harden did in one off. He was his well, yeah, not in his playing days, but he was before he became the Memphis coach and got access to those world class facilities. He was he was he was getting a pretty good dad bod on himself. Oh man, but. (laughs) <laughs> um how about the franchise where does he where would he no, fit in all this no go Nah, totally i, I don't I don't, I don't think about him hitting jumpers at all nah he's you know he's uh what's he's dennis smith jr that's exactly who he is oh man that that is a scary accurate comparison i'm gonna credit uh credit credit our, our boy mikey mikey b for that one because that's oh man we, when dennis smith jr was coming out of the draft that's who we we compared him to, so yeah, that's that's who he how, is. How about Timmy Hardaway? I think he's basically his son. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I love Tim Hard. I think Tim Hardaway would translate. I think he's I think he had superior skills. Um, he was quick. He could get to the basket. I don't know. I think I, I feel like I think of him of more of a shooter than he really was. So maybe that's a little off base. But again, like he would. I th- I think guys that just have the innate ability to create and make plays, I, I think they translate to most, most errors. So I think, I think Tim Hardaway would be really good in today's NBA, especially with the space. If you're going to, if you're going to give him all that spacing, like him crossing, I mean, he's, he's crossing everybody up. So, you know, yeah. you're going to be forced. Somebody's going to have to help, and he's going to be hitting guys for wide open shots. Yeah. Yeah. He would be money in today's NBA. I agree. Yeah. Um, so to close out the point guards, um, Steph Marbury. Uh, I honestly kind of don't know where to put him. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather have Dennis Smith Jr. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm not um, going that bad, but I I don't know. Um, I was gonna say, um, oh, who's the guy that was on OKC that it's now with the hair, the uh, the German guy, what's now on the Lakers? Um, Schroeder. Uh, Schroeder. 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 Yeah. No. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm I'm grasping at straws, quite honestly. I feel like he would he would ha- have a role. I just don't know as what. Um, no, no, he'd be <laughs> okay. No, he'd he'd be that guy that people would be trying to just fit into trades because his contract's absurd. Gotcha. Yeah, no, no, I can't I can't get with you on the franchise. Well, oh, sorry, that's no, that wasn't his nickname. Starberry. I say the starberries. I say I wear my starberries. Um, okay, so um, let's let's wrap up point guard and the two spot. I don't have a ton. Um, did you have any other point guards you wanted to touch on? Uh, I don't have any other listed. If I missed anyone that anyone gave us, I apologize. Um, okay, so number one, uh, number two. And some of these guys, I, I just again, I'm just taking stabs at where I thought they fit in. Um, Reggie Miller, uh, like he'd, he'd be he'd be a beast. He'd be phenomenal in today's NBA, right? Like you figure he'd be like, I don't even, like now. Clay probably plays more defense yeah. than Reggie, right? 
but like maybe like Clay. Um, nah, because Reggie Miller could actually dribble. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know who his comp would be today, but you know, I think I think Miller, Bradley Beal. I think. Yeah, I mean, Beal's probably a little more athletic, but yeah, I mean, that's not terrible. I mean, Miller was a career 40% three-point shooter, but he also shot a high a high percentage from two, so he's not one of those guys. Like, a lot of today's guys that are shooting threes at 40%, 40, yeah, between 40 and 45, their total field goal percentage is, like, low 30s, high, or, or sorry, high 30s, very low 40s. Miller shot around 48% from the field, too, so... You know, he wasn't just hitting threes. You know, he could he could hit long twos um, and just beat you to the basket because you had to overcommit to him. You know, he was probably I I was trying to figure this out and get this number here. Oh, I did. He how many how many? It hit, what do you think his highest three points or three point attempts per game was in his career? Seven. Six point six. In ninety six, ninety seven was his highest. He averaged yeah. four point I mean, seven. Yeah, four point seven for his career was his was his uh, three point attempts. I mean, in today's NBA, like he's shooting nine, ten a game, probably right. Probably ten a game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably 10. ten a game. Yeah. And um, um, and he's and so say he hits five of them, four or five of them. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, he's shooting at such a high. Pretty a high good. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I Miller and he. Yeah, He'd probably be near the top was, of the league in, in points scored get, per game, right? What's probably, that? Probably, probably near the top of the league in points scored per game. Yeah, I think so. Um, because I again, I think he was so dangerous that, and he was so. I mean, he, the, the 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 kick out thing would be a problem because that's you know basically outlawed now in today's NBA. But he was so crafty at getting you to foul him too. Imagine, yeah, imagine, I was gonna say, imagine, he would, he would imagine Miller. Out. Yeah, but imagine, imagine Miller playing in an era where you can pump fake somebody and jump nine feet to the left and get the foul yeah, call. Yeah, ex- like, exactly. Reggie, right. yeah, Reggie Miller would absolutely destroy people like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I think Miller and I. I think he was. I think he was pretty athletic in his younger years too. That you know, I think he'd be good. Oh yeah. All right. Ne- next number two. And again, I- I'm kind of. If these aren't guys aren't actually number twos, just just spare me. Um, Chris Mullen. Now that's that's kind of kind of is Clay, right? Like I I can't. Um. Like that's that's. That's actually not terrible. A terrible comparison. I mean, Clay. I mean, defense. I mean, defensively, it's no contest. But offensively, I don't know. Yeah, I think I, mean, I, I think Chris Mullen could play some defense. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that Mullen. I don't. I don't think he would be an all star in the league today, like he was in the nineties. Oh, really? I don't. I think he would be so good. Yeah, see, I my 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 main memories of Mullen are like kind of towards the tail end of his career, so like I kind of you know when he was younger and athletic, I I just don't have a good a good frame for that. Um, I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm just blanking on so many comparables, but um, no, I, I mean just, Clay's I, not terrible because Mullen wasn't a guy that really took you to the basket a ton right like he would he, he more would, than he, you he would, think though i bet i bet if you go back and look yeah right? well, i was gonna say i mean i think his bread and butter was probably hitting a three or giving you a pump fake and a two dribbles and then a two-point you know what i mean like a a, a pull-up uh, mid-range jump shot yeah I, I don't know but I, I think he would do really well 
Um, all right, another guy, and I think I think both Adam Prim and my brother Tori threw this guy out. I think. Um, Hornacek. Wow, you know what's crazy? Before you, what do you what do you think he averaged in three point attempts for his career? Chris Mullen, what the percent percentage wise? No, his. What do you think his career attempts were? Oh, career attempts. So maybe I'm well, wrong. Maybe maybe you are right. Three. Two point two. His yeah. his high his highest was three point one in nineteen ninety eight. No, he took it to the ra- he took it to the rack and drew. Yeah, contact. so maybe yeah, yeah maybe but right. it's just. Shot- you know what? That's actually pretty impressive. He shot forty. He shot forty percent from three. Thirty. Thirty. Well, thirty nine percent. Um, and he was fifty one percent from the field, which you know a lot of two guards you usually see them in kind of the low to mid forties. Yeah, he's shooting at fifty percent. So maybe I'm wrong. No, I don't think he'd get the volume of like like a like a Bradley Beal, but like, ah, dude, I think he would just fit in really well. I mean, he's a, he's got that New York. Uh, no, don't don't f with me mentality. So that would definitely go a long way as well. Yeah, yeah. Four time, four four time All NBA, five time All Star. Trying to think. Guy was four time uh, All Crap. Yeah, I don't know. Um. All right. Well, Hornacek. Um. Another guy who now probably more of a role player. Probably more of like the. Yeah, he was a role player back then too. Yeah, I don't want to say. Connaughton and DiVincenzo because those dudes can those dudes can leap through the roof but um yeah somebody like that um oh man I'm trying to think um you know what's like a like a like a a Bellinelli type or something I'm trying to think who's like a who's a role player I'm just trying to think like a role player I don't know this beer's kicking in so I'm starting to lose track of of, of comps I'm trying to think who's a good role player that like people would consider like, you know, oh man, like don't leave that guy open from three kind of dude. I'm trying to think of a comparison just to kind of look at um, like a Hornacek because that's what I kind of see Hornacek as. I can't, I can't think of the the type of player that I'm, that I'm thinking. I want to say Seth Curry. KCP. Oh God, no, he sucks. <laughs> um, did, now, now, now you've angered me. Um, <laughs> what about Schroeder? Uh, that's actually not a terrible terrible one because people uh, would probably say that so like schroeder know. is a guy schroeder is a guy you'd probably say you know I'd, I'd love for him to get three or four threes up a game what do you think his three point percent his career three point schroeder percentage? yeah 40 yeah he's 30 32 percent oh wow and hornacek's 40 percent that's what i'm saying like we were we, we were me mikey and lou were kind of talking about this earlier about I think people are overblowing just how great everyone is and at the three point shot nowadays and like the effectiveness yeah. of it. Like people people are going going crazy for like a thirty percent three point shooter or like thirty six percent. It's like it's all relative. Like if every team's just shooting, you know, between thirty and thirty six, it's just you know, that's just people are shooting it. Like it's not I don't know, it's kinda it's kinda weird to me how people get all worked up yeah. about that. But that's right. what I'm saying. Like you'd want Schroeder shooting four or five times a game from three, and he's only hitting it at like a thirty percent clip. Like Hornacek, imagine Hornacek getting three to four a game. He's shooting at forty. Yeah. All right. Um, this one, this one could be a two or a three. I don't know. But Clyde the Glide Drexler. I'm thinking. Is your brother gonna, your gonna kill me if I say I don't think he translate? Oh, that's what that's what our buddy Goff said too. But I, I, I think I'm not he, saying I'm not saying. Well, I'm not saying I'm gonna say that. I'm just saying, would your brother kill me if I? Did um, say that? no, he wouldn't kill you. 
Um, I, I, I think I'm thinking more like Westbrook, quite honestly. Just like ridiculously athletic. Maybe not the best shot, but like just I was just, actually just I was actually gonna say I was actually gonna say Bradley Beal for Clyde Drexler. I think Beal's a better shooter. Than Clyde. I'd, I'd have to, I, yeah, I'd have to go back and look at some highlights of Clyde, but I, I don't I don't I don't even recall him ever shooting jumpers, but yeah, you're probably right. What do you what do you think his uh, career uh, three point percentage was? Oh, geez, thirty four percent. Thirty two. What do you think Bradley Beal's career? Oh, I, wow, it's wow. Okay. Bradley Beal, thirty seven. Beal, yeah. Thir- I, I, at first, I was like, oh, I'm on the money because I saw thirty thirty three percent, but that's just for the season. Yeah, career. He's at thirty seven. Yeah. All right. Back comparison. Damn, I'm good. I'm on. I'm kind of on fire on that. All right, so these guys. You should be. You should drink more of that imported beer instead of that light. Light. Yeah, dude, I finished it. I'm like, I'm like, can I go on mute and go get another one out of the fridge and just get really drunk tonight? I already started Um, beer two. I'm gonna be popping beer three by the time we get there. (laughs) Oh baby, this is the three beers pod. Um, Okay. Well, a lot of my guys, the people give me are like power forwards and centers. So I'm. I'm Yeah. So the last two, last two twos I have. and, and I'm gonna throw them in the same same vein as uh, Stackhouse and Jamal Mashburn. Um, again, not Stackhouse not, not, is kind of yeah, Stackhouse was I'm, a little bit better shooter than Mashburn. Who do you think I'm? Who do you think I'm gonna k- compare Jerry Stackhouse to? Oh, today's NBA. Um, uh, um. Think, think, think. I, I don't know. I, I say don't, don't say Booker. This probably isn't even a fair comparison to him. Book, are you? Are you, are you high? Um, I said don't say Booker. You know who we should have compared to? Devin I thought Booker. that's what maybe, who you were going to say. Maybe we should have compared Chris Mullen to Devin Booker. Um, maybe. I was going to compare Stackhouse to Demar Derozan, who a lot of people don't even. Oh, I like that. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of people because I was gonna say a lot of people don't even like Demar Derozan in today's NBA, which yeah, I think is, no, I think Demar Derozan think kind of plays crazy, better. Yeah, I think Derozan Dero- plays Dero- better yeah. in years past. Yeah, they're very comparable from three. But Stackhouse was a much, like I said, Stack Stackhouse shot low forties from the field, and Derozan's around forty eight percent. No, forty five for his career. Keep messing I, up I, career I, in the current season. Okay, I, again though, but like. Oh, no, somebody, that's like spot on. Yeah. Yeah, but somebody shooting forty five percent in today's NBA is not equivalent to somebody shooting forty five percent in yesteryear's NBA. Like they're, yeah, they're that's fair. like yeah. like the rules were different, the styles were different, the spacing was different. Yeah. Like it's but just like DeRozan. Yeah, I don't DeRozan's even want to compare so, yeah. that. DeRozan's like a comp. Yeah, I don't I don't think Stackhouse would be at all that effective yeah yeah i agree i think just kind of a role player same thing with mashburn like may not mashburn even... be yeah i mean you never really you know what unfortunately because of injuries i don't think you really even got to see a prime jamal mashburn you know what i mean you got a flash yeah. um i uh yeah you know you know i'm jumping the gun and i didn't have them on anyone's list but how do you think big are we are you done with your your twos yeah like yeah your twos and threes how do you how do you think uh big dog Glenn Robinson would fare in today's NBA. He was my number one, number three that I was going to get really? to next. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> he was my number one, number three, the big dog, Glenn Robinson. I think he'd be, he'd be sick in today's NBA. I, I dude, don't, he shot, dude, he shot. He be, shot I'd th- say he'd probably been, well, he was a fringe all-star in his day, but he, that's probably the same. He would, I think he would translate. I think he would be like. Yeah, he was a, he was a, he was a two-time all-star and uh, yeah, he went, oh my God, wait, what? 
Was he on that Spur? Was he on a Spurs team? Is that how he got an NBA he, championship? What he was on F? everybody's team. Yeah, he actually won an NBA title. What? That that is insane. Who the hell? He had to be the Spur. Yeah, it was Spurs. Say he must have yeah. stole one. Um, yeah, dude, thirty-five percent three-point shooter back in the day, which is pretty wild. Uh, yeah, which you figure with with better spacing and and no hand checking and stuff, that probably ticks up a couple points, right, in today's NBA. And and yeah, I feel, and. I feel, and, I feel, and Guys over six seven actually practicing three point shots. Next week when we like shit on all these guys in today's NBA that can't play in like old school NBA, like everyone's gonna think we're just these grumpy old men. I can feel it. Although we've been we've we've been decently even, I think, so far on some of these guys. Yeah. Um how about Pippin? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he would, would oh he would <laughs> he, he he would yeah, he would translate because point point forwards are, you know, I'm not Hybrid. saying he'd be LeBron. He 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 would not be LeBron, but like, okay, he he would be kind of like right below that. Yeah, high. Um, yeah, yeah. Point like I said, point forwards, high premium in the NBA. I mean, he might he might be the greatest perimeter defender of all time behind Michael Jordan. Um, he would be averaging. Here. He would be averaging like Jokic numbers, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he'd be. He'd probably put up, he'd put up, yeah, you're, you're not, it's not, he wouldn't have the effectiveness and just like the, the bully ability of LeBron, but he, he'd put up numbers similar. He would be put up numbers similar to LeBron. I think he'd average like 28 and eight. If he was the number one guy on a team. Yeah. I think he, I think he could, I mean, for his, for his career, he was averaging, you know, six and six from rebounds and assists. And that was at such a slow pace. I mean, increase increase the pace and the opportunity. It might be he might average 20, 24, 10, and eight. I, I think he would. I think he would. Yeah, just... I think the point. I was gonna say. I think the points he'd be closer to the like your twenty three to twenty five range. Um, because he wasn't a great shooter, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, dude. He was he was crafty. No, I agree. I was just saying, like, I I don't know that he'd be able to. You do have to have some ability to knock down threes and get to the foul line a lot to yeah. start getting up to that like. 30 points per game mark yeah um you know and i mean for his career he only he only attempted four four free throws a game and granted they didn't call fouls the way they do now but he was getting to the he was getting to the line about four times a game for his career and he shot yeah. about 33 percent from three yeah so, all right but his, i mean yeah his i mean the de- defense alone you know he'd be one of the the best players in the league yeah and and this topic is go is going on a little bit long and i'm, I'm trying to hurry it along but it's just so, so much what? fun so we're, we're just no we're rules. just yeah exactly we're just There's gonna no keep rules. going detlef shrimp he i i don't i i think he would be a valuable role player he just would i think he'd be lower of value than what he was like on that sonics team he he was such an enigma for that time period but admittedly in today's nba he'd be kind of like very similar to what you see maybe like a gallinari kind of thing which gallinari uh, kind of doesn't really f- what i got i you, i have the gallinari comparison you just you just killed it by bringing that up but go ahead okay so who, who does detlef shrimp go to i don't know but i already got my gallo so i don't want you stealing it okay uh, i don't know um Next guy, Pedro Stojakovic. Yeah, I mean, he would just be shooting threes like crazy. He'd be fantastic. I don't know wh- who, what, 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 who would he defend, Pedro? Who would he defend? Force, <laughs> stretch force. 
I don't even know. You'd have to hide him. He couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't defend. Uh... Oh, I don't want to be mean and name anybody. He'd. He'd be he... honestly. I feel like he would be like a bet. Do we know any of these guys? What do you mean you don't want to be mean? Who do you care? Uh, I feel like he. No, he's... I was gonna. I was gonna start naming like our unathletic friends. <laughs> that he'd be, <laughs> he, would, he wouldn't even be able to guard them for God's sakes. Well, you could just say um, me. I used to be athletic. Anyway, Paige. Um, I feel. Um, I was gonna say. Like, imagine what everybody wants Gordon Hayward to be. That's what Paja would be. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm not with you there, but that's okay. I'm just saying, not what Gordon Hayward is. What Gordon Hay? What everybody wants Gordon Hayward to be. Anyway, okay. Thunder Dan. He came up on a lot of mine. Uh, a lot of people brought him up. Uh, Adam Prim, my brother, Go. Yeah, a lot of people brought uh, him up. Yeah, good, great floor spacer, fairly athletic in his younger days, 6'6". Six, six. Uh, I think he was a three-time all-first-team all defender, Dan Marley. Yeah, I think um, so, two or three-time, yeah. Yeah, I I think he'd be... He'd be really good. In that might so. be a good clay comparison, quite honestly. That, I think that's probably as, as spot on as you could get. Okay. Three and D guy. Well, I what? think you're downgrade. I think you're downgrading clay there, as if they're just calling him a three and D guy. Why? Because clay, I mean, clay's more than just like a three and D dude. I mean, clay's. Uh... You just said he doesn't dribble. But that's what's insane. The guy can drop sixty and dribble eleven times. Like I don't think Marley Marley ever be able in to today's do NBA. Uh, I don't know about sixty, but I mean, I think he. I. I uh, screw you. That's a fantastic comparison. <laughs> All right, next yeah. guy, Grant Hill. Uh yeah, I think he'd be great. I mean, again, point. He'd be uh maybe point. May, you know talk about injuries. Maybe that's the uh, actually. How about Paul George? That's probably spot on. Grant Hill, yeah, uh, I think I think Grant Hill's way more skilled than Paul George. Really, I do. Yeah, I think I think. Oh, Grant I think Hill, I think that I think they're extremely comparable. But ah, uh, that's interesting. I don't think Paul George can can. Um, I don't think he's as good as a playmaker as as Grant Hill was. Uh, yeah, I, I think he he's right he's right up there as one of the guy guy that could have been one of the best like point forwards ever. ever. Yeah, yeah. And then just you know injuries just got the. Uh, just got the best of him, unfortunately. Um, yeah, All right. Dude, he was. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, he did. He was. Here's you want to. Here's his averages. Twenty in his his second. Forget his first season where he averages twenty twenty five and six. I mean twenty twenty seven and ten twenty twenty seven and ten twenty one seven and nine twenty one seven and seven. I mean, he's he his ability to play make he could do it all. Months, yeah, he was really good. Uh, where's your boy Paul George? What's what? I wonder what. What do you think Paul George's career high in his? I don't know, was? but I I I just said you can't. How are you comparing statistics? It's totally different eras. This is, pe- this people year, are asked. To, they're asked to do different things. Paul isn't Paul I mean, George six yeah. nine and Grant Hill's like six six or six seven. I mean, playmaking's playmaking. He, I mean, Paul George this year is his best year uh, distributing the basketball at five point four assists a game. Okay. Other than that, it's about four. So. Okay. I thought with Grant Hill, I thought you were talking about rebounds the whole time. So, no, no assists. Oh, okay, all right. So this guy kind of, kind of doesn't fit into this time frame, but I'm going to bring him up anyway. 
How about T Mac? Um. Now that is James Harden, but taller. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the dimensions and the athleticism is not as comparable, but yeah, like kind of the. The style, this yeah, this, yeah. The, the style is, but yeah, like he's just taller and more athletic. Yeah, I think he would have been really good for this. It would have been insane. And then these are two my brother threw out there, Tori. Um, I I don't know. Um, Tom Gugliotta and Glenn Rice. Glenn Rice, I feel like would be the Morrises. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, like I don't think I don't think he was at his dude. He 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 had forty year old knees in college. I think. I feel yeah. Like. Um, I, I, I mean, he would play, and I think he'd be good. But I think he'd be the Morrises. Yeah, like he's like back in his in his era, he was one of the best twenty players at the league at one point. Like I don't know that he'd yeah. crack like the top thirty five, top forty. In yeah, NBA. yeah. Well said. Um. Yeah. Now now Gugliotta. Maybe maybe that's the Gordon Hayward of today. I was gonna say yeah, that 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 maybe makes a little bit more um, sense. Um, yeah, maybe maybe that's still disrespectful to Gordon Hayward, but nah, meh. Nah. All right, on to the number fours. You got any other number threes? Uh, I don't have any number threes. I do have a plethora of fours and fives. Uh, okay, cool. I don't have a plethora. I only have some, so. Um, number one, number four, you got to throw in there. Carl Malone. Oh, our boy, uh, our boy, uh, what do you call it? Hit, Andrew Arnishfigur, uh, had, had Carl Malone as a definitely not in today's NBA. Really? Which I found interesting. Yeah, hold on. I, his, the exact quote's pretty, pretty that, amazing. Hold on. That's, that's probably right. I, I at, at first I was thinking... He, he, would, he would do like, so down, well. But... This is too good. Downgrade the bedwetting mailman. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, that is, I mean, to be fair, even though he was a pretty good mid-range jump shooter, those were all off ISOs, and you're not hitting just pull-up ISO threes at his size and his weight. Like, that's just, you're just not. Like, I, maybe that. Maybe he's right. Well, my 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 thought, Although, my initial th- maybe he'd be yeah. Jokic type thing, eh. like not super fast, but like could still hit a shot if you kick it to him. My biggest thing, what I, my initial reaction was, well, what do they, what do, what what do teams do the most in today's NBA? Uh, either ISO or drive and drive and dish it out. Well, like they te- players today don't, in my opinion, don't have the same basketball know how that they did back in the day. Which is why most of the offense is pick and rolls, and I mean Carl Malone sure. was—I don't know—maybe arguably one of the one of the. He was best the best pick, pick and, roll. and roll guy. Well, I was there's, gonna say right, like I there's mean, there's no. I mean, I, I don't even know who would argue. Like if you're arguing that, like why are you? Like yeah, he, he. I mean, yeah. The guy scored the most points in NBA history playing almost exclusively pick and roll basketball. Like why so would now, you even argue? The, yeah, would the now the difference is you'd have to set those pick and rolls five feet closer to the basket e- than you are now. But why can't you do with the with the space with the other spacing you might have, why wouldn't you be able to? You know? Yeah. But um, my yeah, I, I'll, I don't know. I'll go back I'll go back to the same thing with uh John Starks though. Would he would he would he mentally be able to hanging out with all the, you know, if he was be getting criticized left and right on social media for shortcomings at the end of games. Yeah, I don't know. 
I, like, I, I, I probably... They won a lot of games, though, so I don't know about the whole end of game. Thing. He was also a friggin' fr- Dude, he was just so physically... Imposing. He, I mean, he, I mean, he, he, he was, I mean, him and LeBron are very comparable physically. Like they're just their pure strength. Obviously, LeBron's way faster than Malone. Um, and jumps yeah, way better. I, I gotta say, I probably don't agree with Harms figure on that one. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, I, he, I, just I don't think, think I, he's I, yeah. he's probably not the leading scorer in NBA history. Uh, no, probably not. But I still think he's one of the better players in the in the league today, just given his ability. His ability to hit a pull-up elbow jump shot off a of screen and roll, and just to dominate the pick and roll. All right, how about this? This is a uh, awesome wild card, Vladi Divac. I think we disagree on that. I, I mean, he'd be okay. Really? Yeah, you think he would flourish? I, he'd be okay. How, how, how would? Again, like he's just like a baby Jokic. I think you're giving him a little too much. Uh, like the guy, like to me, like if, when you keep saying Jokic, like the guy that I think of is Sabonis, and I've said that before on the pod. Like I think Sabonis is a guy who was just way yeah. ahead of his time back, you know, back then. Yeah, I agree. And like I don't, I don't think Vladi Divac even sniffs Sabonis's jockstrap talent wise. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, okay. But that's that's just that's just me. All right, um, um, Chris, number four, Chris Weber. God, that loser. Um, oh, he he 100% would not be able to deal with social media. Um, Earth to Drew, Earth to Drew. I don't know, man. I mean, I think he's about the same. Uh, yeah, I think he probably is about the same, right? He's about the same. Like, I... To me, he's not one of the elite superstars because he he doesn't even want the ball at the end of games. It's like a hot potato. Um, yeah, about the same. How about uh, Kemp? Another. I I, I think Kemp would be. Zion. Uh... <sighs> yeah, you know it's it's a shame that. Yeah, Zion's a good comparison. Um... I was trying to. I was just trying to think about Blake Griffin, but I actually think Blake Griffin's more skilled than Sean Kemp, all around. Yeah, yeah, maybe he, he has more range on the jumper for sure. Well, even just his play, like Kemp. Kemp was never that big of a much of a playmaker, and I think Blake had had a good ability to. And the, what's your definition of playmaker? Like driving and dishing. Be well, being able to get the ball at the top of the key, you know, make a make you know get to the basket and kick it, you know, make efficient passes. Play make get, okay. get looks for other guys. Right. I don't know that. I don't Kemp, know that Kemp, Kemp no, could get the ball to the top of the key and get to the basket. That's for sure. Yeah, that's well, oh, no, without question. I'm saying, but then be able to if there's a you know be able to make a good shot for somebody else. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Zion, I mean Zion is kind of close. I mean that's what I mean. All right. You know, Kemp just dominated. Two, two guys. I'm going to throw in together. Um, and may, maybe this guy's more of a center, but um, one Rodman and two Ben Wallace. Um, I saw our, our our buddy over at uh Nightcap Recap. Teddy Teddy actually had Rodman had Rodman on his list. Um, no way Rodman could play in today's NBA. 
Yeah, he his so he had Robin Mahorn and Lambier and thought they'd all struggle in the game because they wouldn't be able to play their style with the foul calls. Um, Forget the foul calls. What do they do other than rebound? Which rebounding's not even a part in today's NBA. Like they just because everyone's all all spread around the perimeter. There's nobody down low to rebound. Like you wouldn't even yeah. need Rodman. It's gonna be a waste. Well, I would say Rodman. Rodman, I'm I'm struggling to say Rodman no because I think of Rodman in two different phases like. Rodman early Pistons went, Rodman but when yeah, he had like, he had somewhat of a jump shot well and when he just was like uber athletic and was always running to court like he still did he okay did that so who goals. who would that be in today's NBA like that's not it's still worthless um he'd be Skyla BCA he was Skyla BCA when he, he would be nothing <laughs> or Willie Cauley Stein he would be he would be nothing oh um okay that's fun um, I mean, Clint Capella, Clint Capella got a max contract. That's kind of what Robin would be doing. Um, no, no, <laughs> Robin can't jump like Clint Capella. He's not as long. Just, just oh, stop, Rod. Detroit, like before he went crazy, and oh, dude, Robin, Robin could jump. Capella's like almost seven foot, seven foot. Robin's like six nine. Like you're not gonna do a, you're not gonna do a pick and roll and, and go fill the vertical space with Clint with with Rodman, which is exactly what Clint Capella does. What does Clint Capella do? Pick and roll at at the top of the arc and flood the lane and get, go for the lob. Like Rodman's not doing that. Pistons, Rodman, I would disagree, but okay. All you, right, God, you're nucking Um God, Sam. Friggin' Perkins, uh, our buddy Mikey uh, at Sam Perkins on his list. He would he would be a great small ball five. My our buddy Mikey said it, it's it, it's an interesting topic. The Kembe the Kembe Matumbo would be pretty much invaluable or not val would be not valuable this today in today's NBA. But Sam Perkins would be a great stretch four, stretch five. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I I um I think Sam Perkins would do great. Um. And then to bring this home, last two guys here, Garnett and Keith Van Horn. I, I put Garnett as a four. I mean, he might be a stretch. He'd be a stretch five in today. Yeah, I mean, Garnett, I, he's another one. I, I think he played too much in the, you know, in the 2000s to qualify him. For yeah, might, but, exactly. He's like the T-Mac, um, T-Mac yeah. Jason kid, like might not qualify. Van, but, well, Van Horn's great, and our buddy uh, K, KL actually – when I basically said, "You sure you want me to say Jason Williams in your name?" Because I'm looking at the numbers and they are not good. He switched it to Keith Van Horn. Keith Van Horn is actually my Gallinari comparison. I think he's a okay. tougher. He's just a tougher version of Gallinari. Their numbers are like identical, which is awesome. Um, I, I think Van Horn would. I think he'd be about the same. He'd be a, a role play, like a, yeah. a role a role player on the team. He could probably hang um, a little bit. Yeah. He he might actually be close to a Divincenzo type, actually. I mean, size. I mean, I mean he, he, he has like, a little bit more size. Seven, well, I say he was almost seven foot, wasn't he, Keith Van Horn? Keith Van Horn? No, he was like six ten, six nine, something like yeah, that. I mean, Divin, and Divincenzo is like six seven or something. Are you six 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 seven? Divincenzo? Oh, like six, seven. Seven. he's like six four. Oh, I was thinking he was like six four. Oh. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe because he just he maybe because he just jumps through the roof. I just think of Divincenzo is taller. Although I think Divincenzo, oh, no, I, I thought that said he weighed two thirty. I was like, he actually weighed more than Keith Van Horn, but no, that's two hundred three. Um, 
Oh, those are all the names you got? Because I got some names yeah. too then. Yeah. All right, so uh, Antonio McDice from Mr. Bellum. No. I don't, even, no I don't even know where he plays. No. I don't even think he plays. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. It, Which, it's so Antonio hard McDice it's... always makes me think of Xavier McDaniel, but that was... That was <laughs> I, I didn't want to go there. Um, all right. So, no go on uh, on him. A couple of names I was surprised you didn't bring up, especially again. Well, maybe maybe you're you're thinking that uh, from Teddy, David Robinson, and Hakeem Olajuwon. Well, those are fives. I had. I'm talking about fours. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I thought you were. I thought. Well, Vladdy Divic was a five, wasn't he? I thought you were just going fours and fives together. Oh no, I still have a bunch of fives. Oh God. Okay. All right. Well, go ahead then. Oh, okay. I thought you were just. I thought you were just done your list. No, 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 sorry. Uh, Shaq is a number as a five, number one. Yeah, Shaq's probably been the most debated guy that we've Yeah, had, most uh, by, by far the most debated guy. And I think I'm the only one who's, who thinks he would struggle to replicate the numbers that he had in his era. Um, my argument is that, again, stretch the floor out, he's going to struggle to guard people at the perimeter and get in fa- and My brother made the point he'd probably get in foul trouble. That was, that was a good point. Um, but everyone else other than me thinks that he would just literally conti- everybody <laughs> continue to dominate down low um, and create spacing that way. I, 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 I don't, I, I just don't see it. I, cause you'd, you'd he go would... down low and I think you would, the other team would just outshoot you from three while you continue to dump it down the shack who I, I just, I don't think it would work in today's NBA. Like I, and obviously he's gonna physically. There's nobody from any era. Yeah, but they're not. You're not. You're not. You're not just giving getting two point baskets from Shaq though. Like it's not like it's like all right, how many two point field goals can Shaq make versus three point field goals? From I know, but I I, I think that the the t- today's game of spreading out the floor and unclogging the lane, and then have a guy dribble drive and then kick it out creates more wide open threes today as opposed to put somebody in the lane, dump it down and then dump it back out. I feel like today's defense with the length of, of today's guys, they could recover better and get a hand up on shooters and you wouldn't, you, it wouldn't be as effective as if you just cleared the lane and had dribble drivers kick it out. That, that's my opinion. Maybe that's completely wrong. I don't know. I just, um, I think Shaq was too big, too massive, too skilled. He's nobody's stopping him in today's NBA. With the nobody's stopping him in any era, I, and you could throw Will in there. You could throw. Oh, yeah, well, that's Russell. what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody's stopping. He's, he, he, he. Like I said, one of the reasons I dislike Shaq is because I think Shaq could have been the greatest basketball player of all time, but he just didn't give a shit, and that wasn't what he wanted to do. So he didn't put the all the effort in that he could have in the off season. I would say I'm a bigger Shaq fan than you are by far, and yeah. And I, I just, I think now he would still be an all-star every year. He would still be a hall of famer. He would still be a starter. You know, he would still average 25 and 12 or whatever. And, but I, I just don't think he would be like the guy that he was like at the end yeah, of the I, game. Like, I don't know how you would play Shaq at the end of a game in today's game. Why? Like, why wouldn't you? Because today's game is all about hitting jump shots, and like Shaq can't. Now, I mean, why, uh, now, why, are we why? are we talking about or, now? Okay, so well, why so, can't? But that's yeah. But why why can't I throw the ball to Shaq a foot from the basket and have him just dunk on somebody? 
Like he did. You can, but I'm just gonna foul him and put him on the free throw line. Well, they did that back then too, and he still dominated. (laughs) He still. I know, but at the end of the game, why would you do that? But they still. But that's what they did back then, and it still. It was. It was still almost impossible to foul him and not have him just dunk on you anyway. Yeah, I, I. I'm just saying. I just don't see it. What one one thing one thing we definitely I, I feel like on. Mikey Mikey needs to come through for me on that I feel like I I, I can't be out here on this island alone I think the only th- I think the only thing he would agree with you on is defensively he'd be a huge liability which to my like on the perimeter but to my argument if Brad Stevens can have the number one defense in the league with Isaiah Thomas as the worst like arguably was the worst defender in the league statistically and he was able to have the number one defense and was able to hide him, I think that the coaches would be able to scheme around Shaq. But that's neither here nor there. The I, only I, thing I we, know how that tra- argument translates, but go ahead. The the only thing that – well, that the fact that I don't think it would be that bad defensively as other people do. But the one thing we both agree on is Orlando Magic Shaq would be a problem in the league. Just, yeah. <laughs> like like 23-year-old Shaq who Oof. could like run and like shimmy and dribble and stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, who else? Who else you got? Okay, Hakeem would just be dot. Yeah, be over. <laughs> yeah, he'd be, be basically it'd be, it'd be, it'd be Anthony Davis it. basically. Uh, well, I was gonna say it would be MB times ten. Yeah, like it, it would be so good. It wouldn't even the, be fair. Dikembe would be pretty much worthless. Yeah, um, he'd be he'd be Clint Capella, which Clint Capella's awful so i was gonna yeah. say like javel mcgee maybe or like deandre jordan maybe right, well, let's not let's let's not completely get crazy disrespecting to kembe but i mean okay i don't know um, <laughs> what's he gonna do in today's game to kembe yeah, but he know. but he but he was more competent than like javel mcgee in what way in today's nba so spread him out get him out of the paint and then what like I could, I th- I still think I could I could throw Dikembe the ball and not be afraid that it's just gonna hit him in the face and it's gonna be a turnover. <laughs> okay, uh, David Robinson. He'd be he'd be he'd be money. He'd be I think he'd be even more more impressive in today's NBA than Anthony. People Davis. people people forget just how athletically gifted that guy was, man. Insane. He's, yeah. He's he's just lost in the shuffle because of Shaq, Hakeem. Ewing, like all the great centers in the '90s, yeah, and he didn't start like this. This the the Spurs didn't really start to become the Spurs until Duncan got there, and then it was like Tim Duncan, and it was like you know Robinson's playing second fiddle to him. Yeah, people people forget David Robinson was a problem. Everybody, go back, do yourself a favor, and go back and watch some early Robin or sorry, early Robinson games in the '90s. Ah, uh, dude, insane. Yeah, um, Alonzo Mourning. No, I, I I don't see him translating to today's game. Um. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it. it I I think I remember Rizzo differently than you do. Like I don't think he. I don't think he would be a top twenty five, a top twenty twenty five player in the league. I still think no. defensively he could be pretty athletic or pretty effective, but like guarding the perimeter. Like I like I, like. Young Young Zoe before his knees went, dude, he could move. Like he could move laterally quickly. Uh, I thought, but all right, that's fine. We don't have to agree. Uh, like, I don't know. We don't do don't this know. pod to agree. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, right. I don't see it. Maybe I don't see it. Um, and then last but not least for me, uh, Ewing. Uh, now he's not. He's not quick, but. Man, he could shoot the ball. Yeah, I was gonna say, George, do you George practice Tony. that shot? 
Do you George practice that shot? <laughs> Georgetown Ewing was quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think he does really well. Uh, yeah, I I think he. He's kind of like he, a baby Embiid, right? Maybe B Embiid. I don't know. I think actually Embiid's better than Patrick. Ends up being better than Patrick Ewing all time. Um, pro, pro, he he really might, but I mean that like kind of like what we're seeing right now, and like uh, that's uh, it might actually be comparable. Yeah, it's not a. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of in that same. That same realm. Um, yeah, I'm torn on him. I, you know, I, before the knees went, I, I think he'd be really good. I mean, it's, it's hard because you know he hit his prime when his knees started to go, so it's kind of hard for me to remember yeah. at that age. But uh, yeah, he he's an interesting um, one. Like I don't like. He's, do you have any me, other fives? Oh, sorry. Uh, Marcus Camby. From our buddy. Harden. Oh man, um, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have any comment on him. Um, I don't know. He, he, where, where, he where would he, he fit in? Uh, to to me, he, I feel like he's more of a straddler. And and I was going to throw this out there. I, I have a, a handful of guys who straddled both eras, kind of like the the mid two thousands into today's game, and those guys are. Tim Duncan, the Gasols, Chris Paul, LeBron, Dirk, Kobe, and Vince Carter. So yeah, a lot of people me. brought them up, but like uh, to me, it's like they kind of played in both and transitioned their game. So I, I don't really want to bring like talk about those guys. I, I agree. Yeah, I don't. I don't think those those guys we need to talk. about. I think most of uh, those guys are top fifteen players of all time. So we kind of knew the answer there. Yeah, and so um, but Camby, I don't know. I don't know where I'd put him. He thinks he thinks he'd be he was ahead of his time just before the injuries, which I'm trying to think who I would. Uh... Carmelo's another straddler. Oh, excuse me, Carmelo. Yeah, for sure, he's a straddler. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think I mean Camby was an old. I mean, he would be a ultimate rim protector. You know, who he's kind of he's probably a more offensively gifted Rudy Gobert. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, like, like he, like he, like he could score. Like, like Gobert is absolutely worthless offensively, um, but like Camby, Camby could score the basketball. A little bit, yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, what else you got? Because I, I, I'm done. I think that's everybody that I, I have, and that people, people sent us some stuff on. Awesome, um, awesome. That, that was a ton of fun, man. I know we probably spent a good forty-five, fifty minutes on that, but that, that was fun. And again, we it just comes up so much with this LeBron Jordan stuff, and so yeah, that was yeah. sweet. Yeah, I like it, man. It was good. Uh, it was a fun, a fun little uh, exercise. Little, yeah, getting away from just the the reporting side of it. You know, we can we can do more of that, not to be a lame ass debate show like uh, Skip and Stephen A. All those dumbasses. Yeah, it's it's pronounced Dumas. Speaking of Dumas. Two beer salute, two brew salute, uh, three, two, one. Oh, we're doing I, that already. I know oh, you God. said. Well, I know you said you are. You were already there, so I was just kind of in my in my own my own fields. I'm, um, I'm, I'm just gonna finish chugging this. Oh, I'm sorry. You actually have another one to to drink. Yeah, these are like little short neck guys. So. Oh oh oh! Right. My bad. It's all right. Don't worry. I got. You it's do, a, it's you a want, bo- I'll, I'll redo a bo- it for it's you. A, it's, a, it's a it's a bottle anyway. You're not gonna hear the cap. Okay, um, so this is I'm doing my I heard that perfectly. That was that was luscious. Oh, um, okay, cool. I am. Uh, this is my final nugget nectar of the year. 
Um, this is I okay. had two two fifteen packs. I've been steadily drinking them, and this is seven and a half percent. So, yeah, tomorrow morning's gonna be great. Good luck in the morning, everybody. Was my last one twelve percent? I think so, right? Twelve. Yeah, twelve. Now this is seven and a half. I'm at like twenty percent, baby. All right. So, the mystery topic, which we're probably gonna. I don't. I don't. I don't even know what this is. Yes, you do. It's um. Do I? Yes, we okay. So it's um, same thing. Time machine, the two beer time machine. Oh, <laughs> okay. And it is actors of yesteryear coming forward to play modern roles and who we think would be good for what roles. So, um, I have let's see, one, two, three, four and a half plus. I redid a whole movie because you mentioned it, and I started slotting wow, guys nice, in, and nice. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So like, we both is... we both have a whole a whole ensemble. <laughs> yeah, if nice. it's the same movie, that's gonna be funny. But um, <laughs> I'll, I'll start right off the bat. Um, it seems tailor made, but Steve McQueen, you bring you bring him into which you know obviously um. Uh, what is it? The, uh, the uh, oh my gosh, um, the Great Escape, and then uh, fa- um, Bullet. But you bring him into today's. He'd, he'd be for a Fast and Furious movie. Um, maybe Ford versus Ferrari would be kind of kind of like the obvious one. But um, you know, that's that's what I'm thinking. Steve McQueen. What, what do you have? Like, do you have a couple, or you just have the one movie that you recast? I got a ton. I got a ton oh, of okay. stuff, and then I'm just gonna ramble. Well, I'm gonna since you said Fast and the Furious, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Uh, early eighties, early eighties Stallone would hands down be casted and do awesome as Dom okay. Toretto in Fast and the Furious. Hey yo, I uh, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Yo Adrian, <laughs> nah, dude, he'd be he'd, he'd be tremendous in that uh in in that role. <laughs> um, all right, um. I'm going to use this guy. I'm going to recycle this guy again, but wouldn't Sean Connery be awesome as one of the Avengers? Which Avenger? Yeah. Which one? Who are we putting ah, you know, I was thinking about that. Um, prob- probably Tony Stark, but um, may- I don't know. I could see even – I mean, it seems kind of stupid to say Captain America because he was not American, but um, – I don't know. Uh, I I just I could see him as like a superhero. I mean, maybe yeah, it's because of the whole not, Bond I mean, not, thing, but that's not bad. Thor would he be a good Thor? Yeah, Norse God, yeah, Norse yeah. I can see that. British God, yeah, right. That's not bad. Um, I like that. Whilst we're 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 kind of in sync here on some of these movies, I got I got an Avenger. Uh, Robert Redford would be the the one. Oh, good America, one. Oh, which is yeah, kind of ironic really because good. he played. It, he played a role in a Captain America movie recently. So. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, so that's what I had there. All right, this one is probably th- this. This is a bomb dropper, Drew. I, I got two bomb drop. I guess two bomb well, droppers gonna, in the I'll, movie. I like it because I I wanted to do, I was going to do my bomb dropper next. So go ahead. Clint Eastwood. One of these two roles, either Rick Grimes. It's good. Or Walter White. I like them both. Those are good. Those are good. I could see I could see Clint kind of just kind of like 
gritting his teeth and being like Walter White, like cooking up some meth in the trailer. Yeah, like struggling. He's already yeah, like you know, he's got that look of like, like that Gran Torino, like just like yeah, pissed off guy, like middle Walter... middle aged married man with yeah. a kid that's got crutches and a wife that uh... yeah. And then yeah, if you yeah. go Clint Eastwood as um um uh, the 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 cop, the rogue cop, that's kind of, I could picture. That's why I kind of like went Rick Grimes with uh, the Dirty Harrys kind of thing, like Dirty Harry, like Rick Grimes. Okay, I like it. No, I'm, I'm with you, man. All right, well, that's funny because I my my next two are from Breaking Bad and from Walking Dead. What do you want to hear first? Breaking Bad. Danny DeVito as Saul Goodman. Oh, my gosh. Danny DeVito is... Imagine DeVito just saying the line. Uh, I could see he likes his, his women, like his lawyers. Der, er, um, oh, what did he say? Oh, I can't believe I up the line i practiced it all day oh something with just the right amount of dirty oh god damn it i'm the oh i'm so mad now that the whole whole reason i picked it because i could just i've been watching it's always sunny in philly so devito was on my mind uh but yeah i think dude he would be he would be just an amazing saul goodman it'd be it'd be so good every every line that odenkirk delivers i'm just like picturing devito doing it now Something with just the right amount of dirty. Ah, oh, I love it. Um, all right, and then uh, yeah, Walking Dead. Yeah, Paul Newman, and this is cool. Hand Luke Paul Newman plays the role of Negan. Ooh, you know what's funny? I scratched it out, but I had Paul Newman as Rick Grimes at first. I know you I, did. That's why I was I... trying to get you not to do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All I, could, all, I was thinking, all, all I was thinking about was that because you know what I mean, like Newman's or because Negan's this kind of like smart ass, like laid back the way he delivers lines, and all I could think about was what was Newman in the final scene of Cole and Luke going? What we have here is the failure to communicate. I just kept picturing Newman like playing playing Negan on the in the lineup as Cole and Luke, and I was like, oh, dude, so good. Yeah, I could see that. Um, that's that's pretty funny. Um, I had an alternate for Walter White, and this this is a little bit off the grid, um, but I think it would fit really well. Is um, John Amos, who was Oops. John Amos? He was the guy um, in um, Coming to America. He was the dad, uh, like like the girl's dad, and then he was also the dad in Good Times. Uh, okay, okay. Um, I I think he would fit as Walter White too. Again, just like this married disgruntled guy you know uh, and he 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 was kind of like more built than than uh what's his name was as walter white um so i he he'd okay. kind of be a little bit more of a forceful figure but um i could kind of see him too i and uh, i i like john amos he's he's, he's cool uh, he's great a great actor uh I, I i didn't i for whatever reason i couldn't register his name but yeah i mean all his stuff is really good um, I only have one I, more before I get into my big, uh, big movie. I will hear. All right, so here, let me go ahead and catch I up. I have, I have three. Or no, I got a few. So here, I gotta, let me. I'll do a couple mine. So I had Will Smith in the role of Adonis Creed. Oh yeah. Um, you know, perfect, perfect. When young Will Smith coming in, you know, I thought that would be awesome. Um. I had Marlon Brando taking place in the movie Rounders as Teddy KGB. 
<laughs> I really like that one. I, uh, that, yeah, that would have been good. Um, he could he could play it as the Godfather or play it as a Russian, whatever he wants to do. I'd be cool with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Marlon Brando too, but I couldn't place him in anything. That that's a good one. Well, I had two guys that I was trying to do that for. I'll say that at the end. Um, I had Clark Gable basically in any uh, George Clooney role. I think those guys are basically like mirror images okay. of each other. Um, and then I had my last one. I had Michael Keaton in the role of Jeremy Gray, which is Vince Vaughn's character in Wedding Crashers. I think people forget like how like funny Michael Keaton was before he became Batman, even after Batman when he did some comedies. I think he would just be perfect okay. in that role. Fill okay. In, fill in the spot, Interesting. So. Interesting. I like it. That, that's off the grid. I like it. Yeah. So, I was it, trying to, like, yeah, I was, I, I had very specific acts. So, like, I was really trying hard to put Jack Nichol- Jack Nicholson and um, Eddie Murphy in, put, but, like, I just, I just couldn't, I, I don't know why. I just yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. So, so my last one before getting into the whole movie recast. I I end up really liking this one. I don't know why, but Cary Grant, who two of my favorite movies, Gunga Dean and um, Gunga Din, Gunga Dean, and North by Northwest, Cary Grant as Tommy Shelby for some reason. Okay. Just kind of like the Cary Grant is maybe not as gritty as Tommy Shelby, but I think he can pull it off. I I, I think it would be really good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I like that a lot. That's a uh that's a good one. Um all right, so so my my big movie recast is um Lord of the Rings. Oh, we're not even, we're not even close to this. What's 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 your big movie recast? The Hangover. <laughs> we're not even close. All right, which one do you want to save? Which one do you want to do? Let's do mine first, because I I already like yours better than mine. Okay. Um, So I had Woody Harrelson as Phil, which was the Bradley Bradley Cooper uh, character. That's a good Um, one. Yeah, I was going back and forth between Woody Harrelson and, like, a young Tom Cruise, but I ended up at Woody Harrelson, um, because I think Harrelson's great. Just, he he can be a jerk, would be awesome. I had, I had the, uh, the comedic version of Tom Hanks. As uh, the doctor, um, as Stu. <laughs> okay. Like, me- me- imagine, like, remember, like, Comedy Hanks, anytime he'd get mad or angry and, like, how his voice would get so shrill. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. Perfectly. I was going, I went back and forth between him and Tim Robbins for that okay. character, but, like, I, I ended up with Hanks. Um, Michael J. Fox is Doug. Oh, wow. Yeah, I like it. Um,. And my huh, this this one was so hard because Zach, Zach of Nelfus, who I know I just butchered his name. Galifianakis. I can't. I, it, it's so hard to even picture anyone else playing. Um, yeah. Playing playing his role. I I don't know why I'm, it must be the beer. What? Oh, Alan, Alan. I'm like, am I gonna really fuck up his name too? Uh, I I went through like seven people, but I ended up at Dan Aykroyd as Alan. Oh. Yeah, that's a good one. You know who I was gonna say for him? Robin Williams. That's a good one too. He was he was one of my he was one of my seven. Um, I I had I actually had Dustin Hoffman on that list, but then I was like, am I just thinking that because of the Rain Man scene? And that's yeah, why, you are. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, Hoffman can do anything. So yeah, I was. 
It was really funny. I was really, I was really stretching it there. I was like, Chris Farley would probably, but then I was like, ah, he's he's might be too early '90s to bring him in there. Yeah, yeah. He'd be an interesting Allen. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. really, yeah, I really like my Michael, my Woody, my Woody Harrelson, and my Michael J. Fox recasting that. I loved. Good so. call on on Chris Farley. I didn't even think to put him in in anything. But well, like it was it was hard. Like I was trying not to straddle. Like, like yeah, quote, yeah. He's quote, he, again, say. he's probably a straddler. Yeah, well, because I knew you'd have some like real old school people, and I was like, well, shit, I don't even know that as many old school people. But... Yeah, so here's here's my actually uh, J- J- or James Cagney would probably be a good Tommy Shelby too. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead. What's your? Which give me your Lord of the Rings? All right. All right. So great. this this is absurd. <laughs> okay, so Frodo, I'm gonna go with Jimmy Stewart fr- from. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just because he's kind of like all wide eyed and everything. I'm just th- I'm thinking of like um. Mr. Smith goes to Washington, Jimmy Stewart. He's like all like, oh, gee, kids, well, the kids need to go. They need their, their funding for the park, you know. They need their campsites, you see. <laughs> just like Frodo's all like okay. wide-eyed and, and, and kind of just douchey. Um, okay. Samwise, you you brought him up before. I'm going Paul Newman as Samwise. Just kind of like that right. that trusted advisor, best friend kind of guy. Okay. Mary and Pippin. Now, I, I kind of went and took these guys a little bit crazier than what what they may have actually been. But um, Robin Williams <laughs> and bringing up good times again, Jimmy Walker, J.J., Kid Dynamite. Okay. <laughs> Those two would be insane. I was actually I was I was I was going to say Robin Williams and Billy Crystal as Mary Pippin. Oh, that'd be good, too. Yeah. Um. OK. Aragorn. And uh, this one's growing on me. The more the more I look at it, the more I say it. John Wayne is Aragorn. Okay. See, see here, Middle Earth ain't big enough for the both of us. You see. I was, I was, I was thinking. For some reason, I picture him as a Gimli. Well, I'm so I'm I'm gonna reuse Sean. I'm gonna reuse Sean Connery as Gimli. Okay. Because the accent's already there. So I, I kind of thought and that, we've, that. We've, we've, we've talked about on the pod before, right? Sean Connery turned down the role as Gandalf because he didn't understand the script. Uh, yeah, we did. I forgot about they that. Were, they were willing to give him like like 30% equity in the movie to be – and he's like, yeah, you know, I don't really get the script. So I um I actually didn't didn't cast Gandalf, so if you want to put okay, somebody in ahead, there. Then. But so uh, just a, the last one okay. I did was Legolas, and I did uh, Peter O'Toole. Uh, from uh, okay. Lawrence of Arabia, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, just charismatic actor. Um, you know, I, I thought he he kind of fit that and, and and would be good for that. But um, I I didn't even th- I totally I totally blanked on Gandalf. I who would be good on Gandalf? You mean besides Sean Connery? Um, <laughs> good. Good question. I don't know. Clint, Clint, Clint Eastwood's too tough. Yeah, he's too tough. Yeah, he's too much of a tough guy. Um, I don't know. I can't. Keith or, so- or the Suther- the Sutherland dad, maybe. Oh yeah, I don't know. As a younger guy, Michael um, Douglas. <laughs> ah, he's nah. I'm not liking that. But um, I don't know. Anyway, was, wait, wait, uh, you got you got any nits to pick on any of my picks there? Well, I was I was I was gonna say you could also have Robin Williams do uh, dual dual duties and have him do the voice of Smeagol. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be crazy. Yeah, that'd be pretty pretty fun. Um, yeah, dude, that's cool. I no, I like that. That was 
I I was struggling at first, like yesterday when we thought of the when when you when we brought up the uh, the topic. I was like, oh man, I was like, who do we bring up? Because I was also not trying to like typecast anything either. Um, yeah, I know. But then this I, morning I woke up and I dude the ideas were just flowing. I was like all over the place. I was like, oh man, I, got I couldn't this, think I got of this. current things to put people in. I could I could think of old actors. I well, that's, and, I'm like, and that's, that's why I struggle. That's why I struggle with Eddie Murphy because I'm like, dude, comedies are so trash now that like. Anything I would put him in would just be disrespectful to Eddie Murphy. I'm just like, ugh, like, what am I gonna put him in a movie like 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 one of the Rock stupid comedies like, yeah, um, or like a Zac Efron kind? Like I was like I was thinking of the comedies now that like are out there. I was like, yeah, they'd all be, uh, yeah, they'd all be like terrible. Um, yeah. You could do Harold and Kumar or go to White Castle, put him and Billy Crystal in there, and just change the name. That'd be pretty funny. Those two guys as uh, yeah. in their peak peak comedy. Uh, errors together yeah. yeah it is i mean yeah it was harder for some of this like i was trying to think of some leo that that's where i was struggling when i was like all right let me when i was trying to think of a specific actor of today and who could i put in their place that's why i was because i was like oh well these roles are like perfect for them so like i can't picture anyone else doing them yeah when i just start when i started doing it the opposite that's when the ideas started coming yeah gotcha so cool man all right, well, yeah, th- this was fun. I'm, I'm glad we finally got to do this stuff. This is this is the type of pod that we've been talking about, and um, with with a, with a kind of regular season doldrums and not a lot going on in boxing, we, we were able to kind of scratch this one off our list. So next week we we will try and put NBA players of today into the NBA of '90s and 2000s, and that probably will be not as kind. Um, and we'll probably I, I think it's tougher, quite honestly. But, um, and who knows? Maybe maybe we'll do the same with the actors. Take our actors of today. We just that, may. I I also think that wouldn't be as kind. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So, yep. Uh, All right, I'm, man. I'm, feel, I'm, feel, I'm feeling a lot of a lot of people getting put in like '80s uh, '80s terrible movies. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out who who actually is the Murtov today, not just me. Oh yeah, good call. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, uh, big kisses. Good talk. See you out there. I was like, I was like, we don't. I, was, I thought I was you were gonna to hit let... the. <laughs> I, I was, well, hit... I was like, bro, I was, I was like, you know what? I always, I always do the side off. So let me, let me let Jo get the last word in. I dare you just go. You just, you just go dark on me, bro. Come on. Well, I, I, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be doing all the work this episode, and you're supposed. I to thought be... you were, but I thought you were gonna say my line, and then I was gonna say your line. No, your line sucks. I'm still gonna do my line. It's my line. All right, oh, good talk. Geez. See you out there. <laughs> Big kisses. Sit down, pull you that first round You got an open count, toss it out, everybody's cold right now Stir up the crowd, get you that second round Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud (laughs) 